Have you ever looked at weight loss success stories in a magazine and they always say, I believed I could do it. But then you say to yourself, well, that's nice for them, but I don't believe that I can do that. Welcome back to the JoLynn Braley Show. This is part number seven of my special sub-series of the show, Real Results from the Inner Self Diet. Today, we are going to hear from another real-life person who battled before the Inner Self Diet with her eating and her weight, and she didn't even believe that the Inner Self Diet could work for her, but it worked anyway. Let's listen to what she has to say and her advice to you while you raise your level of hope that you can break free of your own personal food, weight, self-sabotage, shame, depression, fear, all of those struggles that you battle day after day after day after day. How frustrating is that? Once again, welcome back to the JoLynn Braley Show. This is JoLynn Braley, permanent weight loss coach, weight loss mindset expert, and founder of the Inner Self Diet. Since 2009, I have been helping smart, successful women and a few cool men break free of their ongoing self-sabotage, self-doubts, lack of belief in themselves, unhealthy eating habits, unhealthy food choices, that big old rut that is so easy to settle into, but it never gets you to your goal weight. I have been helping these folks break free since 2009 by just giving them what they need to stay consistent, stay accountable, continue to stay the course and get to the other side where weight loss truly does become struggle-free. Now, in case you have never listened to any of my other podcasts where I describe what struggle-free weight loss means and what that is, I will share that with you right now just so that there's no confusion. Struggle-free weight loss does not mean that you keep eating the same kind of low-grade fuel that you're eating right now. Struggle-free weight loss does not mean that you keep stuffing yourself, eating mass quantities of food, using food as a crutch, using food to feel better, using food to avoid, and then you still expect to suddenly magically lose weight. No, that's what all those magical solutions out there tell you. They tell you that you don't have to change your lifestyle at all. Just take this pill and you'll lose weight. Well, What have your long-term results been from those magical, mythical weight loss solutions? If you really want to stop struggling, if you really want to get to your goal weight and stay there, you've got to go to the root of the issue. You've got to go into your subconscious. You've got to uproot those 
challenges that are very complex that you can't even see on your own because you've been stuck in that muck for so long now, since you were a kid. And how old are you now? Subtract your current age from the age you were when you first started struggling in any way, shape, or form with food, with your body image, with your self-image, with self-doubts, with thinking you weren't good enough. How old were you? Five, seven, 12? Subtract that number from your current age, and that will give you the age of this problem that no food diet has ever been able to solve. Are you following me? Is this making sense? All right. If you want to get to the bottom of this and you want to get to the other side where you value yourself enough to live a healthy lifestyle, you don't sabotage yourself, it's no big deal, you don't feel like you're missing out, then you've got to do something radically different. And that is what Peggy did. You're going to hear from Peggy now in the interview that I did with her as a graduate of the Inner Self Diet. And she has so many interesting things to share with you. Now, I'll warn you right now, this is a long interview. But if you really want to know if the Inner Self Diet works, if you really want to know that there is a way that you've never done that will actually solve your food and weight problems, then you'll take the time to listen to this entire interview. If you are just looking for a magical fix, then you're in the wrong place. All right, don't even listen to the JoLynn Braley show because, hey, there's a lot of other information out there that you can get right now that will tell you, hey, just do this one thing. Just put cinnamon in your coffee and you're going to magically melt away the pounds. Let's get real. How does that work? Seriously. All right. So if you have been listening to the JoLynn Braley show and you've heard me talk on and on and on, I mean, heck, I started this whole podcast, this free weight loss podcast, the first week of January 2013. So that's been a long time. If you've been listening that long and you're still doubting that you can break free of your food and weight struggles, then listen to what Peggy has to say. She didn't believe she could do it either. In fact, it's so funny because in this interview, when I was talking with her, she ends up telling me that she didn't even believe in my process. She didn't even believe that it would work for her. And she never told me that in the beginning. But here's what she did. Even though she didn't believe, she followed my steps. She did her homework and she got to the other side. So she is proof that you don't even have to believe that this will work for you. You just have to do it. In fact, she does say, now this is towards the end of the interview, but she says, she says to you, come as you are, just come as you are to the inner self diet. You don't have to believe in this. You just have to do it. She says also that you don't have to be gung ho. You don't have to be all rah, rah. Oh, yeah, you know, you don't have to be anything like that to get the inner self diet to work. You just have to do it. But listening to me talk about it, this is not the inner self diet. Okay, just to be clear, this free weight loss podcast, the biggest intention for my entire show, the JoLynn Braley show is to help the masses know that there's a reason why the mainstream diet industry has failed you 
because it's missing 92.8% of the solution. Don't get me wrong. You do have to change your eating habits to lose weight and keep it off. But that is 7.2% of the process. The physical steps, eating healthy, eating only when you're physically hungry, eating the right kinds of foods, getting the right exercise, all of that stuff. That's only 7.2% of the solution. If you're missing 92.8% of the puzzle, which is all about your inner self world, it's all about your mindset, it's about your emotional state, it's about your limiting beliefs, it's about your self-image, it's about your identity, it's about the movies and the TV shows and the scripts that you run on the inside of yourself that stop you from doing what you need to do to lose weight and keep it off. You're unconscious of all this stuff. There's a reason why you're listening to my voice right now. There's a reason why you've never been able to do this on your own. You need help to get it done. Just like if you were to get a cavity, would you ever think to yourself, oh, I'll just, I'll fix this myself, man. Yeah, I'm just going to get out my own drill and I'll numb the area and I'll drill into my own tooth. I'll fill it myself because I'm Wonder Woman. I can do everything. Just like when the transmission in your car goes out, I'm sure that you say to yourself, oh, well, I can just fix this myself. I'm Wonder Woman. I can do it all on my own. I don't need any help. No, you don't do that. You go to a dentist, you go to a car mechanic, you get an expert to fix your problems that you are not an expert in. Now, whatever your expertise is, Maybe you're a lawyer, maybe you're an accountant, maybe you're an office manager, I don't know. Maybe you're a nurse. I've had a lot of coaching clients who are nurses. You have an expertise in what you do. You know what? I've even had coaching clients who have master's degrees in nutrition, but they still couldn't break free of their own internal unconscious barriers themselves. Did you know that there's a reason why therapists have their own therapist? Did you know that there's a reason why a psychiatrist has their own psychiatrist? Did you know that there's a reason why a top hairstylist never cuts their own hair? All right. Why do you continue to put yourself in your own personal torture chamber, which is something you're going to hear Peggy talk about? Why do you continue to do that to yourself with this food and weight battle? Why do you continue to put yourself through more years of struggle when you can't do this on your own? And why do you make it out to be that there's something wrong with you that you can't do this on your own? Do you tell yourself when you have a cavity and you go to the dentist that there's something wrong with you because you're not filling your own tooth? Do you tell yourself that there's something wrong with you when you go to a mechanic to get your car transmission fixed because you're not fixing it yourself? Then why do you tell yourself that there's something wrong with you when you can't fix your food and weight struggles that you've been battling with since childhood? Why do you tell yourself there's something wrong with you when you're not able to do this on your own? Are you following me? Is this making sense? The smart people are the ones who reach out and get the help. You can do what Peggy did if you believe you're worth it, 
If you believe that you deserve to feel good about yourself again, you can do what Peggy did. She went to www.discovery-session.com. She filled out an application. She got on the phone with me. I asked her questions to find out if or how I could help her. We got going, and now you're listening to her. You're going to listen to her talk here in just a second. Just wanted to let you know that if you are serious about solving your own personal food and weight struggles, the first step is to go to www.discovery-session.com, enter your first name and email address on the next page, fill out the application, reply to the scheduling email if your application is approved, okay? This is an application process because I don't have unlimited time to just talk to everyone. I hope you can understand that. I bet that you're very busy with whatever it is that you've got going on with your business or your career also. So you understand, right? Does that make sense? So I can only talk to people who are actually serious about fixing these problems for themselves. So you got to show that in the application. And so then if that's you, you'll get an email from the scheduling department. You need to reply to that. You got to confirm the time and then you've got to answer the phone when I call. This is only for you though, if you want the results of ending your food and weight struggles. And like you're going to hear Peggy say, you don't even have to believe it. You just have to do it. So I want to stop talking right now because Peggy's interview is lengthy as it is. And then I'll pop in at the very end just to wrap this up. Enjoy all of the wonderful feedback that you're going to get from Peggy. You go ahead, listen to Peggy if you really want to find out if it is possible to get to where you want to go when you don't even believe it for yourself. But you just have to do the right steps to get there. Okay, let's listen to Peggy now. She could say it even better than I do. Hello, this is JoLynn Braley, permanent weight loss coach, founder of the Inner Self Diet, the kick-ass Inner Self Diet that always works as long as you do it. And I am very, very excited to be here on the call today with a recent graduate of the Inner Self Diet who is going to share so much with you, especially you want to make sure you listen in to this special audio interview because Peggy is going to share the real inside info on her negativity and skepticism before the Inner Self Diet and even in the beginning. And I think you, that you're really going to enjoy this. It's uh, really insightful and very helpful. Before I forget, please write this down on your paper. Grab a pen and paper. Write down this web address, www.discovery-session.com. www.discovery-session.com. Hang on to that because after you hear Peggy, if you are serious about ending your emotional eating, binge eating, inability to stay consistent, self-sabotage, yo-yo dieting, whatever the unhealthy behaviors are that are keeping you stuck and overweight. After you hear Peggy, if you're serious about putting an end to that drama, then you're going to want to go to that 
web address I just gave you and apply to speak with me on the phone on a complimentary one-on-one -on -one weight loss discovery session, which is exactly how Peggy came to be here today on this call with me and share with you her very outstanding, exciting, and inspiring results with struggle-free weight loss. So with all of that being said, Peggy, welcome to the call. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm really glad you're here. And most importantly, I'm glad that you chose to commit to yourself and do the inner self diet and that you did the steps because, uh, you know, we have to acknowledge you for doing what you did. That's what got you here. So if you wouldn't mind, Peggy, just uh, sharing, you know, a little bit about yourself before I ask you some questions. If, if you could just share what kind of work you do, if you wouldn't mind sharing your age, where you live, just some basics so that the folks who are listening can um, relate and understand where you're coming from. Sure. Um, my name is Peggy, and I live on the San Francisco Peninsula, um, where I grew up, and I'm a medical social worker. Um, I live in Silicon Valley, and I work for a company that works with uh, medical patients, and I'm 66, and I guess that's pretty much it. Okay, super. And um, what is it in the beginning that drew you to do the Inner Self Diet? What is it that uh, sparked your interest? Um, I was on the Internet looking at different things about weight loss because I knew that I had to do something, and I'd done all these other things over the years, like a lot of other women, you know, like Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and even the HDG diet, which actually was very helpful for me. But I started gaining weight back, and I thought, I don't want to go back to the place where I was. And I know there's not there's something wrong because obviously if you eat less and you move more, you'll lose weight, but I can't seem to stick with anything. So then I saw... You're, you're a little blurred, and then I listened to some of the um, testimonials and stuff, and I thought, this is the missing piece, like the mental stuff that none of these other programs have addressed, because I don't want to go back to another program and fail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to feed. Yeah, and when you say you listen to testimonials, you listen to other calls, just like this one that I'm doing with you right now, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> Isn't this cool? <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, it's like, oh, well, they're different than me. I'll never be like them, you know. Interesting. Would you please share more about that? So the Peggy that you used to be, you listen to audio testimonials of other clients that I've coached through the Inner Self Diet, and they were calls just like the one I'm doing with you right now. But would you please share what was your thought process while you were listening to those audios? Well, there were sort of different parts of me listening, actually, because part of me thought, oh, I'll just never be like them, you know, like, because you can go to any magazine or any talk show and find somebody who's like, oh, this is the greatest program and you should do it, and, you know, and then there was another part of me that was like, you know, no, wait a minute, this, this sounds different. 
these people are real people, and this is not a rah-rah program, and it sounds like it addresses a lot of the stuff that you know, like you don't exactly know what's been bothering you, but you know that there's something in the way of you succeeding. And these people succeeded, and so they're not like, yeah, and they sounded, um, they sounded secure. That's, I guess that's the best way I can put it. Like, you know, that, that they had learned what they needed to learn so that whatever diet and exercise they were doing, they, they would continue to do that. And they didn't have to worry or feel like they have to buy another diet book or another program or go back to Jenny Craig or, you know, that they sounded like they had learned what they needed to learn. And that's what I wanted. So Peggy, this is really, really interesting. You, right now, as you're on this call with me, do you feel the way that you thought that those women felt? Do you feel secure? And do you feel, do you feel sure of yourself that you're not going to have to go around hunting for another diet program again? Yeah, I mean, it sounds funny to, to even to me now to say this, but I'm 100% sure that like I will achieve my goal weight and all the outside, you know, markers for, you know, fitting into the clothes that I can't fit in right now and all that other stuff. But I also feel like if something were to happen, like let's say that I got some awful something and I had to take steroids, which make you gain weight, I still would know what to do. It's like I don't, I don't have any fear anymore of oh my God, you know, something will happen and then I'll just get totally off track and I can never get back. This is awesome. When you said this just a few minutes ago that, yeah, I listened to the audio testimonials and then I was thinking this, and now you are one of those audio testimonials. And that you can actually honestly say that after doing the proven steps of the Inner Self Diet, you do feel secure, that you do know that you can reach your goal weight. You, it's, not a, it's not a doubt. It's no big deal. Right. Like yesterday I went to visit a friend who's constantly like on a diet or buys the latest diet book or anything, and I was helping her organize her books. And she has so many books, like You on a Diet and, you know, Be Your Best Self and Do This Diet and Healthy You and you know, mm -hmm. no more fat and fear no fat and, you know, just like there must have been at least 25 books. And she was sort of, she said, oh, my God, I have a lot of diet books. And I thought, yes, and, and you haven't really done any of them. Mm -hmm. like, and, and then she said to me, do you want any of these? Like maybe this one has really good recipes. And I said, you know, Kathy, I don't really need any more diet. I, I know what I need to know. And she said, oh, I wish I were there. And I said, well, you could be there. You know, like, it's not like I've lost all the weight I want to lose because she knows me. I've known her for years. And she could see, like, she said I looked really good and that I'd slimmed down since she's – I haven't seen her since I started her program. Mm -hmm. So she was a good marker for me, like, because I saw her before I started and then I just saw her yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I could tell myself that I didn't have any more doubts about whether I would get to my goal. And she had this tremendous – fear and doubt, like someday she was going to do a program that would help her. But it wasn't today. <laughs> and I thought, I said, well, you have to do it now. Like, mm -hmm. this is the only time you have. Yeah. 
She needs the inner self diet, doesn't she? Yes, she does. Yeah. Maybe it would help her to listen to this audio of you. Maybe it would help her to listen to the other audios of other graduates of the Inner Self Diet, just like you did. Maybe it would help her to read some of my articles on fearlessfatloss.com. Right. Uh, you could suggest those things to her and then let it go because maybe she just doesn't want help right now, you know? Right, right. But for you, going back to that Peggy that you used to be before the Inner Self Diet, when you were listening to the audio testimonials of other graduates, what was your biggest challenge with food and weight back then? I think it was feeling like um, on edge, kind of like I would be able to stick to a program. I mean, actually, I'm very good at disciplining myself using, quote, willpower, but then I would fail. Like, you know, I'd find there'd be a party or something, and then I would just feel so bad about myself. Like, I'm just a failure. Um, I'm such a low, so low that I can never get up from this low place. And, and that would torpedo any efforts that I'm, you know, even if I'd sort of done well for two or weeks, three weeks, a month, or even three months, like, then I would feel like, what's wrong with me that I can't consistently stay with a healthy lifestyle and be one of those people that you read about? I just don't seem to be able to do it. That was my, you know, and I thought, well, I'm successful. I have, you know, I'm, I have a nice place to live. I have wonderful friends. I have a job, and I can't, it seems like there's people that are, not that put together, and they managed to maintain their normal weight, and I can't do that. And that just made me feel so bad. So that was the biggest obstacle, I think. Okay. And it kind of sounds like what you're describing is that you were really black and white back then? Yeah. That, uh, you know, you would stick with your plan for a month or three months even. And then um, if you went to one party for two hours, and you ate something that wasn't on your plan, then everything was lost. Is that what you're ex describing? Yeah, it's kind of like um, you sort of depress yourself so much that when you finally get a chance to, quote, indulge, mm -hmm. then you kind of go crazy, and then you feel really bad, like, am I an addict? Like, I can't control myself around this lasagna or whatever it is. You know, like that food had control over me, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So then what would happen? So you, you would overeat on the lasagna at the party or whatever the food was, and then what would happen after the party? Oh, so then, you know, first of all, you don't feel that great because if you've been eating good food and not too much of it, you feel pretty good, and then you feel physically crummy. So then you get less physically active, and you go home, and you just beat yourself up, like mentally. Like you just feel like you're the worst person, kind of like those pictures that you see of um, people in the Middle Ages using, like, chains on themselves. Like, I'm so terrible. As if that would help you lose weight. It doesn't. And it just makes you feel worse. But somehow, I, that's what I did. I love your metaphors. I love your metaphors, Peggy. And um, 
and then, okay, so then you'd, you'd chain yourself up in the dungeon and, and flagellate yourself with the chains. And then, and then what? How long would it take you to, would you, would you gain 5, 10, 20 pounds, and then eventually you'd get back on track? How long would that right. take? And how, how often did this go on? Like how many times a year did you go through this cycle? Well, it's hard to say because I have a, you know, like I've been overweight, significantly overweight for a long time, but I would say that I would gain at least, you know, 5, 10, even 15 or 20 pounds, and I wouldn't get on the scale, so I wouldn't, quote, know how much I'd gain, and then i just get more inactive because when you're bigger, it's harder to move, and then I'd get to a point where I'd, like, sort of feel like, okay, I'm a really terrible person, sort of like you're a sinner and now you're going to redeem yourself. So then I'd find some diet plan and I'd be really, quote, good. And then, you know, of course the weight would start coming off because if you eat properly and you exercise, then you do lose weight. And I feel all noble and, you know, like, oh, see, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not such a terrible person. And that would last, I would say on the average, two weeks, maybe a month if I was lucky. Or if I had support, then it would last a little longer, like a, maybe six weeks to 12 weeks. But then I would just blow up in my face. Like I would just feel so like I can't stand this anymore. It's like I want those cookies or I want to be able to eat a giant turkey dinner and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'd just do it and then I'd feel I'd be back in that, you know, okay, now I have to go back to the dungeon because I've been really bad. and. Mm-hmm. I've blown my whole thing, and there's no point in using this, you know, 30 days to heart health diet or this, you know, whatever it is that I was using because it, quote, doesn't work. This is great. I can just imagine the folks who are listening to this right now, or you, you specifically, who is listening to this right now, and you are in the place where Peggy used to be. So... Peggy, it sounds like you had a huge feeling of deprivation in the past, and there was also this really heavy, I'm good if I do this, I'm bad if I eat this, I'm good if I stick to this program, I'm bad if I don't. And um, I'm curious, number one, do you feel deprived now? No, and I can say that with 100% confidence. Good. Because I, I can have whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And, and, how many pounds of fat have you released since the beginning of the Inner Self Diet? Twelve. Twelve pounds of fat without deprivation, right? Is that right? Right, right. Okay. How many sizes have you gone down in your clothes? Um, one and a half sizes. I'm not quite two sizes down, but one and a half sizes. Excellent. Congratulations. And do you still have this, if you eat a cookie, I'm bad, or if I eat salad all day, I'm good. Is that still going on? That is totally not going on. Um, I think we talked about how I went to a party and they had this uh, homemade bread that I really really wanted to try because I knew the person who made it was a really good cook. And I just thought, well, I'm just going to take a piece of that. And I did. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, I'm not really that hungry. I think I'm going to take this home. I definitely want this. 
Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to pass this up. I'm, this really looks good. So I took it home, and I had it that night with my tea, and it was really just as good as I thought it was going to be, and I really enjoyed it. I just remembered something, and I don't know if you've realized this or not, so I want to ask you. You've told me before about a friend or a colleague. She might be a colleague, someone who you see at parties for your profession, and that she is fit and slender, but you've noticed that she doesn't hold back, that she, if she wants a glass of wine, she has one, or if there's a cookie, you've heard her say, oh, these cookies, I love them, and then she'll have one, and you've really watched her. It's like you have examined her behaviors, and you admired how she could have just one cookie, and it just, you could tell, you could see that it wasn't a big deal for her. Do you know who I'm talking about, this woman? Yeah, I do. She's, she's a woman I work with, and she's never had a weight problem, and at first I thought she just didn't eat, mm -hmm. but I noticed, like, you know, she's from a, she's a um, new American citizen, and she's from another country, and we went to a party where somebody had made these cookies that mm -hmm. she grew up with, and she was like, oh, I love these, I'm going to have one, and she had it, and she totally enjoyed it, but she only had one. Mm -hmm. I guess that's all that she really wanted. Well, the reason I'm bringing her up is because when you're sharing your success story of going to the party and having the piece of bread, and then you realize that you really weren't hungry, so you took it home, and you ate it later when you were hungry with your tea, it sounds to me, and you can verify this for me if I'm right or wrong, it sounds to me like you have become, you, you have these same behaviors of this, this colleague of yours who's naturally slender. Can you see that? Yeah, I, I can. I can, because... The other piece of her behavior that I noticed is that she doesn't eat junk just because it's there. I'm sure there's lots of people listening that work and that have people that bring, especially right now, it's going to be the holidays, and mm -hmm. they bring in all kinds of food, mm -hmm. and a lot of it is not even that great. It's just, you know, somebody gave it to them, so then they bring it to the office for you to eat, and she never ate any of that stuff, but she didn't really want it. Mm -hmm. Let me put it this way. She would, if she wanted chocolate, she would take herself to a really nice chocolate shop and buy a piece of chocolate she wanted. She would not just eat the, the candy store stuff that was in the break room. She, she just wouldn't mm -hmm. do that. So, yeah, I am like that now. It's like I just look at the stuff that's really starting to come in because I work in healthcare and all our patients feel like, oh, they're so nice to us during the year, we should bring them this candy. And I just look at it and I think, I don't want that. Like, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I have to hide it or something or I have to resist it. I just don't want it. So did you, before I pointed this out, did you notice this about yourself, that you are like her now? I started to notice it a little bit at parties especially because I used to like feel like, oh my God, there's all this great food here and I have to I have to have it while it's available. Which I think is a really common thing with people who are overweight. Like they they're being quote good. You know, yeah. like they've they've eaten the lean cuisine for dinner and then they go to the party. I should eat before the party. So I'll have my little lean cuisine which is not very satisfying and it's not very good. 
And then they go to the party and there's like homemade lasagna and, you know, homemade cookies and stuff. And they're like, I'm going to have everything. <laughs> and then you feel, you know, like they used to. Go home and feel bad. I don't do that anymore. Good. Something else. Well, let me ask you this first since we're on this topic of the holiday season. Okay, as you see yourself, right, we're, we're recording this call. It's a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. So we've got Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas. New Year's, all of that good stuff. And do you see yourself having any obstacles coming up as you move forward through this holiday season? I think they're not exactly obstacles. It's more like um, the biggest challenges I might have are in terms of my schedule. Like I might get crunched for time. But in terms of picturing, you know, things that I, like, I, I pl actually plan that I'm, I'm going to a retirement party in Honolulu on January 16th, and I have a specific goal in mind for that party. So now when I think of the holidays, I think, you know, I want to show up there and be able to fit into my clothes that I bought for the party, and that's more important to me than this brownie or this whatever. And so I just feel like Thanksgiving Day I'll have what I want, you know, one day. Christmas Day I'll have what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I mean, the rest of the time I can eat the way that I've been eating recently, and that's, you know, good for me, and it helps me lose weight, and I'll follow my plan that I'm on. And this other stuff is irrelevant to me. And you had, I think you had told me about, one of your clients that said to himself, is this going to get me closer to my goal or farther away from it? Yeah, I gave that to him. Yeah, and then he, now we're talking about Dave. He has dropped 90 pounds without struggle or deprivation, and I coached him in 2010. He's kept it off this whole time, and I actually did one of these calls that I'm doing with you right now. I did one with him, and that was one of the, the big turning points for him was that uh, mindset shift I gave him of using this tool of the, the question, is this action I'm about to take going to lead me one step closer to where I want to be, or is it going to take me one step further from where I want to be? And it sounds so simple, but also, you know, keeping in mind that when you use that question and you have a weight loss mindset like what you have, Peggy, and what Dave got, Dave now... I wouldn't say he has a weight loss mindset because he doesn't need to drop more fat, but he's got a fit mindset. And um, so when you have the right mindset and you use that question on yourself, it really works. If you have a fat mindset, it might not work so well just because there are other layers and other things that need to be shifted. But, mm -hmm. yes, that, um, that, one, that one question that Dave, Dave really locked on to that, and it helped him greatly. And it sounds like you really like it, too. It's helping you. Yes, I really like it because I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get on that plane to Hawaii at a specific time. And so when you get on the plane, is this going to help you, like, with your party? As in, you know, like, this is an important party. You've known these people for 30-plus years, and, you know, are you going to feel happy with the way that you are at the party? Or are you going to feel like, oh, I wish I'd, I'd changed my habits? And, you know, I don't want to be that person that 
sort of sitting there going, oh, I wish I'd done this before, because that's going to that's going to come, right. and you can you between now and then I have two months, so I should use those right. two months to do the things that you know I'm proud of. Yeah. Now I have a question for you though. Okay, as you look back over your lifetime, I bet there was at least one other time in your life where you had a date coming up for something. It could have been a wedding. It could have been a class reunion. It was something, and you wanted to lose weight for that date. Have you had that experience in the past? Yes. Okay, so what I want to know, because this is common. You know, a lot of people, they, they have a date coming up, and then they have a fat mindset, and they force themselves to lose weight, and they do it, but then as soon as that date is passed, you know, the trip or the the wedding or um, whatever it is, as soon as that date is passed, they gain it all back. So what I'd like to know, what is different about this time? What What is different about the journey to January 16th, and what is different about what's going to come after January 16th, as opposed to when you've done this in the past and you didn't have a weight loss mindset back then? Well, I think if I think about it, like if I look at, there's two different people like doing this, that the one who did it before was there's this tremendous amount of fear that's driving your behavior. Like you're afraid that you're going to look bad or that you won't be able to fit into your dress or whatever it is. And so that's why you're restricting yourself and dieting and exercising because you don't want to show up at the, at the conference in Seattle, you know, where you're going to see so-and-so you haven't seen in 20 years. You want to impress them and you're afraid, and so the fear keeps you going and keeps you restricting yourself. But then as soon as the event is over and you've succeeded, then you feel like, oh, I did it, so now I can just indulge myself because I've been depriving myself for so long. Mm -hmm. And then you just, you know, go crazy. It's actually mm -hmm. worse. Mm -hmm. And you feel worse because, you know, you can't fit into your nice dress that you bought for the party or whatever, and it just sits in the closet looking at you like, See, you've abandoned me. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel bad? And now I feel like I will get to whatever weight I can get to by her party. It doesn't have to be a specific thing. I mean, I have a number in mind, but mm -hmm. it's okay if I don't achieve it exactly. Mm -hmm. And if I achieve more than that, that's fine too. And then I'll just keep going. And I know, you know, by next fall when I'm around this time again, I'll be at my goal weight. I mean, I know that. I don't have to wonder if I'll be there. I know I can do it because yeah. I used to wonder how people could do that, like how they could say with such confidence, I will achieve this. And I'm thinking, I would like to be able to say that, but I know, I know myself and I can't do it. Mm -hmm. all this. In the past. In the past. In the past. Yeah, in the past. Yeah. I would have said, I'll be really good like, I thought they were saying, I'm really good, and I'll be really good, and then I'll achieve this. And I would mm -hmm. achieve this. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as I was done being, quote, good, it would be really bad. And then I'd go right back to my old eating habits. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. And part of it is, you know, I am older, and I think when you're younger, for people who are listening to this call, I really wish that I'd done this earlier because, it's hard on your body to go up and down. It's hard on your health. Mm -hmm. And it's better for you to be at a healthy weight. And then you have to take less medicines. Your joints feel better. 
Right. You work in the medical field, and have you ever have you ever heard it on research on this that it actually is it's hard on the internal organs on the heart especially to yo-yo diet and go up and down and up and down and up and down no matter what age you are. Right. Well, it's just not good for you to carrying extra weight and and it's also not good for you to crash diet. I mean, it's it's just much better to live a healthy lifestyle and so you can count on feeling pretty good whatever whatever medical concerns you have. Mhm. Mm that you've done what you can do about them. Yeah. Peggy, what is your biggest transformation that you've gotten from the Inner Self Diet? The biggest, boldest, wow, transformation that you've gotten from the Inner Self Diet? I don't know if these are exactly the same, but two things come to mind and maybe they're related. One is this sort of profound sense of self-acceptance sort of the opposite of being in the dungeon with the chains. Like, who would put their, somebody they loved in that situation? Nobody would do that. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like I have a sense of accepting myself as I am. Like, I'm still overweight. I don't want people to think like, oh yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm a size two, two and I'm really happy. It's like, I still have a ways to go, but I feel mm -hmm. like this profound sense of self-acceptance, and that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I want to stay overweight. That's not what I mean. It's just more accepting yourself and loving yourself and treating yourself well, not based out of fear, but out of love. And then, what's the other thing? You said there were two things. Well, I don't know if this is related, but it's a confidence. I really have confidence, like. I showed up yesterday when I was at my friend's house. She kept trying to give me all these diet books, you know, or program books, like the HCG diet workshop um, recipes. And she said, don't you want this? You might do that again. And I said, I don't want anything more. I have all the information I need. And it's not like I was aggressive with her. I just, like, I'm, I have what I need. Like, I, I can do this. Now, what do you mean that confidence might not be related? Related to what? To the self-acceptance, and when you said, what's the biggest change that you've had? Oh, okay. Absolutely, these transformations came from the steps that you did in the inner self diet, right? Right. Yeah, and what is the number one way that the self-acceptance makes it easy for you to release the fat now? I think when you feel loving towards yourself and self-accepting, then you sort of do the things, the actions that you need to do to take care of the person, which is you. Like, mm -hmm. you want to have a nice lunch for the person that they'll be happy eating, that they enjoy, that's good food, that's fresh, and that, you know, will help them when they get on the scale in a week and say, oh, yeah, I did lose a little weight. Like, I'm eating the way that I need to eat to get the fat off. Mm -hmm. So those kind of, sort of like you're your own really good mother who wants to help you right? She wants right. to encourage you and help you and plan for you and shop for you and cook for you. And, and, and then when you have, temp, quote, treats or temptations, she says, you know, honey, I know you want that, but you isn't this other thing that you want? And then you go, oh, yeah, that's what I want. No, I want that. 
I'd rather have that. And then you just sort of go, I'm not going there. <laughs> People listening to this, just imagine. Uh, let me ask you, ask it to you like this. If the Peggy, the old Peggy, were listening to what you're saying right now, would she be able to understand what you're talking about? Or would she be like, what the hell? <laughs> well, I think she would understand it, but I think she'd feel sort of wistful, like, oh, I can't do that. Like, that can't be me. Mm. You know, other people can do that. Because, because that's have, what you thought. That's what you thought before. That right? is what I thought. Yeah, like, I didn't really want to tell you that at the beginning, but I really secretly thought, like, oh, all these other people are doing it, but probably I won't be able to do it. Yeah, and you didn't tell me that. In fact, I didn't know that until about a week ago when you wrote your written testimonial and you actually wrote in there. Oh, no, I don't think it was in there. I think it might have been in your accountability questions. But you wrote, I would have, had, I would have released even more than 12 pounds at this point, if in the beginning I would have jumped in and fully committed to myself and just accepted that this was going to work. And, and you wrote that in the beginning of the Inner Self Diet, you, you were still, you, you were really thinking that it wasn't going to work for you. And I didn't know that. Right. That's the kind of that cheating mentality. Like, I'll go to Weight Watchers and I'll be really, quote, good, but then I'll go home and have, you know, six gelatos or something. Like, mm -hmm. I can, quote, get away with it because I'm doing all these good behaviors. That's the mm -hmm. fat mentality that I don't have anymore, but I was still doing some of that. Well, that's really interesting because this is an even greater success. Here's Peggy, who started out the inner self diet really sabotaging yourself, it sounds like. Yeah, I don't really, I didn't think of it that way, but it's kind of like the anxiety of change was kind of getting to me, uh -huh. but, and then I would sort of like soothe myself with food, which is, I'm sure it's a universal behavior, but when it gets out of control, then you end up overweight, and that's what we're doing. It's like it made me anxious, but oh, I'm really going to change. And we were already, I was doing the steps. It's not that I wasn't doing them. I was, mm -hmm. you know, the, the action steps that we were doing in the diet. But as we did those, it would bring up, like, at the beginning, it was like, don't, kind of like, don't go, don't go. Like, don't go to America. It's like you're, you're a, in, in Europe and, you know, your old grandparents are like, don't go. It's too weird there. Don't go. <laughs> that kind of, kind of image of right. people that are just really afraid, like if you leave on that boat for a ship or plane for America, like they're going to be abandoned and you'll never come back and, and it's too dangerous there and they don't know anything about it. And it was sort of like being a healthy person who has who doesn't have a weight problem and the mm -hmm. problem with food was like too scary. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though? What you're describing right now, it's not just a story. This is really part of your background. It's, it's gotten into your mindset because that is really the heritage that you have. Right. And um, what's really interesting here, though, is, okay, so you are a absolute awesome success story. You are releasing fat. You're losing weight, struggle-free, and... You were, quote, unquote, cheating in the beginning and 
trying to sabotage yourself, hold yourself back, stop yourself from going to the promised land of America where you would succeed and you could just live healthy. And even, even with all of that, even with trying to stop yourself and eat the extra gelatos and everything, you still succeeded. Yes, and the, and the difference now is like I understand if I really want a sea salt caramel gelato, I should have one. Like mm -hmm. I should point, you know, there isn't any like pleasure is not and enjoying things is not forbidden. Like you just have to go. Oh, I really want one of those. I've been thinking about it for a while. I think I'm going to go to the special store. They have the best one. Other than California, so we have like this is like Silicon Valley foodie heaven. You can get pretty much anything you want here. And so now I'm learning to do it the way that that woman that you told me about you know, that I work with, she gets the best. Like, she yeah. she will only eat the best. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she'll wait until she eats what she really wants. Yeah, and, and what's majorly different here, though, is that you only have one. You don't have to buy five salted caramel, what they are, gelatos, and you don't have to buy five and then put yourself in the dungeon. You're okay with one. Right? Right, right. I think somebody at my, my at my meeting said the first bite tastes as good as the last bite. You know, I mean, eating is an enjoyable thing, and so you might as well enjoy it, but then it's enough. You know, like having one is enough. After the first one, it's like you don't really want it anymore if you're paying attention. You're just eating it out of habit. Right. Um, I want to make a comment, and then I have a question. You made a comment. You said you think it's universal to soothe yourself with food. It is universal to soothe yourself with food if the person is an emotional eater or a binge eater, but there actually are people on the planet who don't do that and have never done that. I have a friend who doesn't do that, and we actually went out to eat on Friday night. I was telling her about it, and she said, what is emotional eating? And I said, well... That's when uh, people eat food and they're not physically hungry and they're trying to feel better. She said, really? I said, you don't do that, do you? She says, no. She said, I don't do that at all. And it was really interesting and actually felt funny talking to her about this because she could not relate at all. And I said, well, I've definitely had that challenge before, absolutely, and there's millions of people out there who are struggling with it. So I just wanted to make that comment that there are actually people who don't have that problem, and what the inner self diet is about is releasing that problem. And would you say, Peggy, are you free of the emotional eating now? I would say I'm like 95% free. There's still little traces here and there. And that, okay. And, and that, you know, when that happens, instead of panicking and saying, oh, this proves that I'm just like, like, kind of like somebody took your mask off and they go, see, you are an emotional eater. You go, yeah, well, you know, that's understandable. And I just, you know, okay, so let's look at this. And, you know, it's just it's just a little bump. Like, it's not a big deal. Right. And that is the major difference in the mindset. The fat mindset would, like you said, be good and then overeat and then everything goes to heck and then you go buy the whole grocery store and eat it, you know. Right. Um, the weight loss mindset, oh, okay, so, yeah, you know what, 
There are naturally, now this friend of mine I'm telling you about, I guess that she just doesn't do this. And that's totally cool. I believe her. She's very slender and she's very active. The difference between how a naturally slender person and the person with the fit mindset, the weight loss mindset, how that mindset reacts to overeating versus the fat mindset. And the big, huge difference is that there are naturally slender people, fit people, healthy people, slender people who have fit mindsets who do overeat sometimes, especially Thanksgiving. That's a great example. But what they do is if they eat too much, they recognize, wow, I ate too much. This doesn't feel good. And then they just don't eat again until they're physically hungry. But the person with the fat mindset, they eat too much and they, oh, my God, I'm bad, I'm horrible. And then they, oh, let's eat everything else that I've been depriving myself of. And they keep eating. And then that goes on for another week or, you know, I'll change. I'll start again on Monday, and they just keep going, you know? So right. is what you're saying is that you're not doing any of that stuff anymore? Exactly. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing any of that. It's kind of like if I overeat, you say, oh, yeah, that person had chestnuts at the party. They only are available once a year, and I had way too many of them. And, okay, so the next morning I didn't feel that hungry. I had a little bit of a small thing for breakfast, and then I had a very light lunch, and by the, by 24 hours later, I sort of, I'd forgotten about it. It's like, well, well, okay, whatever. Like, I ate too many of those, and I didn't feel that great, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's probably another, but I also have learned, like, as one of my friends said, you don't, people don't get overweight on Thanksgiving. If that's the only time you overweight, nobody gets overweight from going to Thanksgiving dinner. That doesn't exactly. happen. Yeah, you're right. And another perspective on this is I was working with a business coach who is very tiny, very tiny person, and she's never had a, an obesity or an overweight problem. And she offered another perspective on this. She said, well, I think that, you know, everybody, and she's coming more from what you said before, Peggy, you think that the emotional eating, comfort eating is universal. And she said, well, I sometimes eat when I'm not hungry, like if I'm on the, if I'm watching a movie, maybe I'll eat some chips. So she said, I think that you can be at your healthy weight and maybe sometimes you will eat when you're not physically hungry. That's another perspective. And this is coming from a person who has never struggled with the food or the fat. Maybe her input is really good because that takes away more of the whole black and white topic. What do you think, Peggy? No, I think that's really good. I mean, it's like um, what she's saying is, you know, you have these little things that you do, and if they give you pleasure and you enjoy them and they don't mess up your life, then they're not a big deal. And if you make them a big deal, then they'll become a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're not a big deal for her. No, they're not. Not at all. She's got many successes in her life. Actually, you can relate to that you can have successes in your life and still not be successful with this weight thing. And maybe this example I'm giving isn't even doesn't make sense because this person I'm talking about, she didn't have the, the weight problem. But uh, do you get anything out of that? Well, it's really helpful because it's sort of like saying that, you know, People eat because they 
you know, like if you go to a place and they are famous for their tort or whatever, you have a piece of it. So that's kind of what they do there. But the people that I know that are from places that have a long history of food preparation and you get involved with food, it's like they have a different attitude towards food. And they certainly don't walk down the street eating fast food like we do here. And I mean, I, I was really hungry driving home yesterday. I drove home over the Golden Gate Bridge. And um, because they're doing construction as one area, traffic was really bad. And I just thought, I'm so hungry. And you know, they put the fast food places right by the freeway so you can see them, right? And then you're, mm -hmm. you can say to yourself, oh, I can just drive into the driving McDonald's or whatever, mm -hmm. and I'll be fine. And then mm -hmm. I thought, no. I, I won't feel good after I have that, and I haven't had any of that kind of stuff in quite a while because it doesn't make me feel very good. And, mm -hmm. and then I remember what you said about always being prepared, and I actually had stuff in the front of the car, you know, like so you don't have to go to the back of your car to get it. <laughs> like you can just reach into your little compartment there, and I had stuff, and so I just had this little bar that I had, and I was fine. Mm -hmm. And that feels really different because it's like, okay, you are really hungry. If you don't have something to eat now, you're going to feel really bad and cranky and get a headache. And so I had my 180 calorie bar and then when I got home, I had a nice little dinner and that was it. Mm -hmm. that, that's yeah. very different than what I used to do. Which is, well, okay, I'm not going to go to McDonald's, but I'm going to go to this hamburger place because I really like it. And then I'll have this giant hamburger and, you know, I'll feel really satisfied for about five minutes, mm -hmm. and then by the time I get home, I'll feel guilty. And then when I get home, I'll feel like, okay, I'm not having anything for dinner. You know, I'm going to starve myself. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'll do the, you know, I'll do my detox diet or whatever it is that I'm going to do. And mm -hmm. and then that lasts about three days because you're sort of atoning for your sin of overeating. Mm -hmm. And then then you get tired of the toning and feel like, how come I can't, you know, like, how come I'm being punished like this? And actually, the only one that's doing it is you, you know, so I don't do that anymore. Excellent. What's really neat is you can get a weight loss mindset before all the fat comes off your body because it's faster to transform on the inside than the body can release fat on the outside, but you need to have that inner transformation to make it easy to drop the fat on the outside. Don't you agree, Peggy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because also then you're not impatient with yourself. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're lazy. It just means that you say, okay, my body's doing the best it can with, you know, to, re to get to a healthy weight, and I just have to be patient until it gets there. Right. And there's something that I'd really like to ask you to share. That's this topic, okay? A very common challenge that I would say 99% of all of the clients I coach through the Inner Self Diet, they all share the same problem. And that is the problem of giving all of your time outside of work, giving all of your extra time to other people, having nothing left for yourself, and then eating to try to feel better. And could you please share what was your experience with this 
giving all your time away before the inner self diet? And how did it impact your weight also? I think it definitely was like one of my biggest obstacles because, you know, even by training, like I'm a social worker and a lot of social workers and nurses have this difficulty because we tend to like to take care of people. And so then we would be like, oh, I'm going to make homemade soup for this person and I'm going to, you know, make go help Kathy sort her books out because she's in her new house and this and that. And, and then you end up with no time to, like, go for your walk, make your own dinner, shop, cook, take care of yourself. You end up without, and you always sort of say, tomorrow I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to go shopping and clean out my refrigerator and do all these things. But you never do them because you, and as soon as, and in a way I think it was like one of the things you said to me is it's, it's sort of a way of avoiding taking care of yourself. Like you sort of, as soon as you have a big gap and you realize, you, oh, you really could make yourself a really nice crock-pot meal and you could, you know, go for a walk, then you find somebody else who, quote, needs you. Mm-hmm sort of to avoid taking care of yourself. Well, and, and I think specifically for you that this was also a way for you to put off change because that was a big fear that you had was changing. Do you agree? Yes, yes I, totally, I totally agree. Yeah. Now, what about today? What What is this like today with with how easy is it for you to say no to someone else? Uh, what is it like today with the time that you give to yourself each day and the amount, the amount of time you give to others? What's different? Well, I'm my first priority now, and that doesn't mean I've become a selfish person. It just means that when I do the things that I have to do, not have to like in a compulsive way, but that I need to do to stick with my plans to be slimmer and more fit, then I can help other people. And to give you an example that I gave JoLynn, um, it's gotten really cold recently in California, and one of our, um, our secretaries is going to be traveling, and she doesn't have any cold weather clothes. And so normally I would have just like, oh, I have all these cold weather clothes from when I lived in another state, and I'm going to go through my drawer, and I'm going to package them and put them in a gift bag, and I'll bring in all of my gloves so she can choose. And then I thought, no, that's going to take me like 45 minutes. I'm not going to do that, but I still want to give her something. So I just went to my glove drawer, opened it, swooped a couple of pairs of gloves into my handbag, and took off for work. It took me like two minutes max. Like, I was still thinking of her. I was still helping, but I thought, I don't have, you know, I don't have time to do this. Now, I didn't think about it at all. That's the interesting thing about the inner self diet, that I think a lot of the stuff is, it just sort of becomes part of what you do. Which makes total sense because these changes need to occur on the inside at a core level. Most of these problems are at the subconscious level, which is why you were never able to change by just analyzing and thinking your way through it. Right. Yeah. And then uh, how do you see that this change, this transformation that you've had in the time that you give to other people, the time that you have for yourself, how does it help you with the struggle-free weight loss? 
Well, it helps a great deal because going back to that thing you said about Dave's question about does this help you move you ahead to your goals or does it move you away from them? It's like I still will have some thought patterns that go with my old person. Like, you know, um, I'm going to Thanksgiving at my cousin's house, which is quite a ways away, and, my, and we're having some um, out-of-state people come in and I'm going to pick them up. And so then she, you know, she said, could you bring X, Y, Z? And I, I started thinking, oh, I should bring that. And then, and then I thought, you know, I can't do all of this. If I cook that and, and I pick the people up at the airport and I go on a two-hour drive, I'm not going to be able to take care of myself. And just as I thought that, I got an email from her and she said, never mind, just bring the, you know, just pick up, do the airport pick up. We'll have plenty of food. You don't need to cook. And it's sort of like that's what I was going to tell her. Anyway, mm -hmm. I didn't have to because my cousin's pretty aware, and she thought, "What am I asking her to cook for when she's doing all this other stuff?" Yeah. But before, I would have just felt like I have to do this. I have to pick the people up, and I have to make this special dish, and I have to drive for two hours, and and then I would have felt really tense and probably overeaten as a result. Right. Or to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm that because it's not going to happen. Right. And, and this is a, a major problem that so many women especially are struggling with right now is they cannot say no. They don't have the training. They don't have the skill set to be able to communicate with the people that want all of their time and they're not able to, to have good boundaries. They're not able to then take time for themselves each day without feeling guilty about it. And then they just stay stuck in this cycle of overeating and feeling bad and continuing to give their time away. And they're just really stuck there. Right. And as soon as the opening comes up where you could take time for yourself, you immediately think, well, I really should, you know, sort out my daughter's books and send them to her and take them to the post office. And I said, you know, this is related to what I saw my friend yesterday. We're sorting books. And I said, no, no, Kathy, here's a box. Put the, put the books in the box. When she comes for Thanksgiving, show her the box and say, honey, why don't you take whatever's in this box that belongs to you, and if you don't take it by the end of the visit, I'm going to be donating it to Goodwill. And it's mm -hmm. like, you don't have to, like, t do this for her. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, yeah, I can do that. So we put the box, and, you know, now she doesn't have to do that. But I can tell that she's going to do other stuff like that because she, yeah. does, she hasn't changed her mind. Right. Yeah. I mean, she needs I was able to diet. She does. I mean, I was able to help her with that one thing. Mm -hmm. But she's going to look, you know, that then she'll just help her husband or she'll help her cousin or, you know, and, and she's overweight now. She wasn't when I met her, but now she is. Yeah. And this is a, it's a great way to sabotage yourself, isn't it? Yes. And when I was watching her, I thought, oh, I used to do this. You know, mm -hmm. I did this. Yeah. And I could really see it that I don't do it anymore, and I felt bad for her. Yeah, well, send her to send her to fearlessfatloss.com. Send her to this audio once I get it on the site. 
it depends on whether or not she wants help. Right. She can't help anybody. I can't help anybody who doesn't want help. But she definitely could have the results that you have. And something else, too. Do you agree that what the inner self diet has done for you, it's, it's not that it's made you into a different person, but it has helped to uncover the unhealthy behaviors that were on top of the awesome Peggy that you always were, but you couldn't see the awesome Peggy because there was so much stuff covering her up, and the inner self diet has helped to release that covering. Do you agree? Yes, yes. It's sort of like um, being afraid to take your coat off because you always think it's cold. But if you're not cold, it's easy. Like, you know, if you fly to Hawaii and you're wearing a winter coat from the East Coast, mm -hmm. you will want to take it off, believe me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like you take it off and then you just go, oh, I've always been here. Like, this is me. You know, I, this isn't like some scary thing. And you don't have to be different, you know, if you're if you're kind of introverted and you don't like it being at big parties, you're not going to suddenly like that. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, you can sort of accept yourself as you are and say, oh, okay, that's not something I do, but that's all right. You can accept yourself self as you are and also have struggle-free weight loss. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not... Yeah, because I, I don't want to mean that, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to stay fat. Right. That's not what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. So, Peggy, what would you say to the woman who's listening to this, and she's saying, well, this is all nice, and actually I can really relate to Peggy, and um, she sounds a lot like me, but, but you know, I'm, it's nice that it worked for her, but it would never work for me. What would you say to her? Oh, good question. Um, I think that if you are willing to do the actions that Jolyn asks you to do and participate, then you'll get the results. And if you don't feel that you can participate yet, then that's okay too. But this isn't something that only magic people have happen. Mm -hmm. This is for ordinary people. You don't have to have a personal chef or six hours a day to go to the gym or something like that. These are just all small daily actions that lead to a healthy lifestyle because if you look at, you know, you have friends that are doing those things naturally and you wish that you were that person. Mm -hmm. And that person doesn't have any special advantages. And you don't have to be like super smart or rich or have tons of time or, you know, have a be living in a monastery or something so it's always there's no stress. I mean, everybody has busy lives and stress and things mm -hmm. happen. But if you really want to get your weight issue and your relationship with food so that it's healthy, you can do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not like beyond human capacity. Other people do it, so you can do it too. Very good. And you know what? We didn't even talk about the fact that you are using Weight Watchers 
I just realized right. that. You know, um, many of my clients, they, they use only the inner self diet. But I've also had clients like you who like Weight Watchers. And could you please share what was your Weight Watchers experience like before the inner self diet? What was your mindset? What did you think? And what were your results you got from Weight Watchers before the Inner Self Diet? Well, I've been to Weight Watchers like maybe four or five times, and I this is maybe my fifth time. And before it was like um, it all sounds great, but and I would do it at the beginning, but then I would screw up and I would just leave, or I would feel like I can't do this how come other people can do this and I can't do this? Because obviously a lot of people have lost weight with Weight Watchers it, and it makes biological sense, but I couldn't do it. It's like, I, And then I would feel worse about myself because I can't even do this ordinary program which isn't that expensive and it's not that difficult and I can't do it. And then I feel worse. So this time it's like um, I went there and I signed in and I weighed a lot more than I wished I would have. But it's kind of like, well, these people are going to help me with the food and exercise amounts that are suitable for somebody who's my size and age and all that stuff. And then I'm going to follow it. And it fits in with a lot of the stuff of the inner self diet because there is no, quote, forbidden food. There's nothing that you can't have. I didn't want something with, you know, you can only have this or you can only have that or you mm -hmm. have to eat this much every day. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, um, it's really a different, I mean, as I said to Jillian, Weight Watchers is really different, and it is really different. They're really much more emphasizing the mental part of weight loss because, you know, and and I'm also different because I hear different things. And I, right. chose a diff I chose a different meeting that has mostly people that have succeeded and are maintaining their goal weight. So I'm willing to get up really early and go to that meeting so I can get that reinforcement. Right, and you had you had mentioned this before. We had a call, uh, one of the Inner Self Diet calls. It was over a month ago. It could have been six weeks ago. And you mentioned your Weight Watchers meeting, and here's what I want the folks listening to really hear, because you had said that it seems like Weight Watchers has changed. It seems like Weight Watchers is putting more focus on the mental. But then I asked you, okay, so imagine if you were the same Peggy before the inner self diet. All right? Let's say that Weight Watchers has made these changes. I don't know if they have because I don't go to Weight Watchers. But let's say they have, that they are more focused on the mental. They're including that. But if you were the same Peggy that you were before the inner self diet, what would you have thought and what would you have done when you went to these Weight Watchers meetings and they're talking about the mental and, and these things? I think I would have done the same thing that I used to do, which is say, oh, other people can do this. Or, you know, like they would talk about taking time for yourself every day. That's a, one a small example. And I think, well, that's fine for people that have that kind of schedule. But, I mean, I don't know how I could possibly make time for these exercises and stuff. And so I would just disqualify myself automatically without thinking that I could do it. Yeah, and then what kind of results would you have gotten from Weight Watchers then? Right, if you don't do the program, you don't get any results. 
Right. And then today, with the weight loss mindset that you've gotten from the Inner Self Diet, with all of these core transformations that you have achieved here in the Inner Self Diet, what is it like for you? What do you think? What's your thought process and your beliefs when you go to Weight Watchers now? Well, I'm happy to be going. And when I get on the scale, it's like it says whatever it says. Like this week, I didn't, quote, lose any weight, even though I lost some inches. And I'm not scared anymore. It's like I, I see that if I just keep doing the healthy behaviors, you know, I'll get to my goal weight when I get to my goal weight because I have about over 50 pounds to lose, and that's going to take a while. And it's not possible to lose that much weight that quickly. And as somebody who's been on, like, a diet where you lost weight pretty quickly and I gained it back, Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to do that this time. It's like whatever time it takes, it's going to take. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to do the actions that they ask you to do and eat the food that, you know, I know is good for me. And then eventually I'll get there and I'll have to keep doing the same thing that I'm doing now. Like, it's not like you get to a – it's not like you being – I'm, I'm on Weight Watchers or I'm off Weight Watchers. Like, mm-hmm. That is gone. Like, I'm on a diet and I'm off a diet. And that's really different because, for example, for Thanksgiving Day, I, you know, I hear people say already, they're saying, well, I'm not going to have this because I'm trying to watch my weight. You know, and I'm, it's like you have to live a way that you can manage. Right. And plan ahead. Like, we're going to go to a restaurant. Um the night before, and I already called up to see what the menu is so that I can plan what I can have, and I'm not focused on, oh, you know, like they have this really good pumpkin pie thing. When I have that, then if I have this big dinner that other people are going to have, I'll feel sick and I'll feel tired and I won't have a good time. So either can have it two of the appetizers and the pumpkin pie, or I can skip the pumpkin pie and have the dinner, but I can't eat all the stuff that other people are going to eat. Not because I can't. Like, nobody's forbidding me from having it. But I want to feel well and I want to enjoy myself. And yeah. I get to choose how that happens. Right. And the other thing, too, you have learned in the Inner Self Diet how to pay attention to your body. And you already know that you've got this event coming up. It's not a surprise, and you can also make sure that you are physically hungry when you go to the event, you know? Right. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. I already know, and if I want something, I can have it, but I don't want to end up feeling bad either emotionally or physically, and so I have to think of, you know, be aware of what works for me, and it doesn't really matter what other people are doing. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. So, Peggy, is there anything specific that you want to make sure that people who are listening to this hear from you, something that we haven't talked about, something that you want to make sure that you talk about it, either to help them learn from maybe your your negativity in the beginning or anything, anything that we haven't talked about? Well, I think that, And we think we have talked about it to an extent, but I think I would encourage people to come as they are. 
like that you don't have to be you don't have to believe in this you just have to do it would you say that again please because I, I think you might have said you don't have to believe in this you just have to do it is would you repeat that because I don't know if I heard you right that's what I said yeah um, you know, when you start with children, it's like you don't know what she's going to do and you don't understand how it works. And so you don't have to believe in it kind of like, I'll do it and I really believe this is going to work. And you just have to do what she asks you to do. So you can be skeptical and say, well, I don't know if this is going to work. But it's kind of like she says, okay, she was teaching you to climb up a rock wall and she said, okay, put your hand here, put your foot here. You just put your foot in hand where she tells you to put it. It's not that complicated. And yeah, there's some anxiety if you're learning to climb a wall and you don't know how to do it. And you, but you don't have to believe you can walk, climb the wall. You just have to put your hand and foot there and, and do it. Yeah, so it's, that's, <laughs> go ahead. That's kind of what I want to say because I think people think that they have to be really gung-ho about something to get it to mm -hmm. work. I mean, maybe that's true for some people. And maybe that's not a challenge for them. And maybe they already feel like this is resonating with them and so they know it's the right thing for them. But if you don't and, and you say, well, I'm willing to do this, then it would work for you too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's brilliant. And, and you're right. You don't have to believe it. And you know what? Actually, I think that most people in the beginning don't believe it because when your mindset is fat, you believe other things. You believe that you can't or that weight loss is a struggle, you know? Right. And I think also you believe like there's this secret fairyland that people who lose weight go to and that you could never go there. You know, like you see people in People magazine, like you know perfectly well in January they're going to put out that issue that they always put out, like, I did it, how I lost weight, you know, that always comes out in January. Mm -hmm. And if you have a fat mindset, you look at it and you think, well, that's fine for her. And they're not all celebrities. A lot of them are ordinary people. But you say, well, I couldn't do that. You know, they're special. They did something extraordinary. And they, and a lot of them say stuff like, I believe I could do it. And you feel like, well, I don't believe I can do it, so I can't do it. And <laughs> And I then love you feel more discouraged. You feel more discouraged than ever. So mm -hmm. it's not a question of blind belief. It's like doing something, and then you get the confidence. Like so, once you've gone rock climbing with Jolyn, and she said, "Put your hand here, put your foot here," and when you're at the top of the wall, you go, "Oh, I see." If she says to climb like this, and I climb like this, and I get to the top of the wall, it's not like magic. It feels like that because you could never have imagined yourself doing it, but it's not. And she does know what she's doing. It's like she's worked with a lot of people. So whatever weird things that you think you have, she's heard them. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever weird things you think you have, she's already heard it all. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that's pretty much all the other things that I wanted to say. Okay. And and also, just to add this, please, you said to me that that there were times in the beginning I was giving you steps to do and you thought, well, this is weird or how is this little thing? This thing seems too simple. It seems too 
simple. And without going into what it was or anything, can you just share that even these very simple steps I gave you in the beginning, how they ended up working, you know, then you look back and said, oh, wow, is that work? But in the beginning, you were like, what does this have to do with anything? Right. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of the obstacles that you have, you don't really understand why you have them or know how to clear them, because if you did, you would have done it already. So when Jolene gives you these steps and says, I want you to do this every day, and, you know, and it doesn't seem to have anything to do with losing weight. It's not like she says, okay, you know, you need to do 100 jumping jacks or something that you can, in your mentally, you can understand. You just have to do what she asks you to do and just have sort of, what do they call that, suspend your disbelief and say, okay, mm -hmm. I don't believe this is going to happen, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to just mm -hmm. suspend my disbelief that this can help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll either help or it won't, but I'm going to do it 100% because if I don't give myself that chance, then how am I going to know if this program works or not? Mm -hmm. And so that's how I did it because, you know, I think, well, this doesn't have, like you said, this doesn't have anything to do with losing weight. Mm -hmm. But she says that this is what you do. So... I'm not the one that knows how to do this, because if I was, I wouldn't be on this call with her. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hello, if you knew how to do this, you would have done it. That's fabulous. Well, Peggy, thank you for sharing everything that you did here. Any, any final thoughts for the person who's listening to this who is the old Peggy? And she's still sitting there. She's still skeptical. She's saying, well, I'm just going to wait and make a New Year's resolution, and I'll do that to lose weight. Or I've got this new diet book. I'm going to follow that. And, um, oh, no, I'll start again on Monday. Well, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. Then there's Christmas. Or they could be listening to this at a different time of year. Maybe 4th of July is coming up. I can't make any changes now. And, but I'll just do another diet. I, I, or I'll go back to Weight Watchers. Or I'll go to Jenny Craig, or, or uh, I've got that, uh, I've got that that new diet that just came out. Um, they say eat like this and exercise like this. I'm going to do that, and and uh, maybe someday I'll, I'll, well, I'll oh here here's what I'm going to do. I will lose weight first, and then I'll come back to this inner self diet thing and work on my mindset. Yeah. What would you say to that person who's uh, listening to this right now? I would say that you should ask yourself how many times you've been on a someday diet because <laughs> that's the one that I was on for a long time and it doesn't last. And don't you want something for yourself that will last? That's so. excellent, Peggy. And the someday diet. You know what? You just gave me a topic for a podcast, for a video, the someday diet. I've talked about Tomorrowland before, and Tomorrowland is the place where it's always tomorrow, but it never actually happens. But that is so clear, the someday diet. That is awesome. And the inner self diet takes you out of that, though, doesn't it? Takes you yeah, out of the someday diet. Right. That's why you can be happy with your results, even though you haven't, quote, gotten to your goal weight or, you know, the conventional markers that mean I'm quite a success, 
Right. Because if you see that the process is getting you there, then you can have confidence. Like um, you said that you used to be in air travel and sort of like yeah. if you get on the plane and you see that it's going the right way, you don't constantly go up to the cabin and go like, are we going to Hawaii? Are we going to Hawaii? You know, like you know you're going the right way. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to like constantly be checking to see if you're going to get there. Yeah. But that, what you just described, that's a result from a weight loss mindset, right? The, the fat mindset is constantly checking, constantly getting on the scale. One time a day, three times a day, getting on the scale, checking, 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 looking for more celebrity diet tips, getting the People magazine, reading all this other stuff, but not actually getting there. Right, and not actually doing, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, somebody's listening to this and they, they can go to Weight Watchers and they're having success and they're doing good, then they probably don't need the inner self diet, you know. I mean, if they can do it and it works for them, then that's fine. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's lots of people that that's true of. Right, but if that were the case, would that person still be listening to this interview? Because we've been on here a long time. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They would just say, oh, I already know all that. Yeah. No, They'd be right. out doing something else. <laughs> well, Peggy, thank you so much for sharing everything that you did. You've dropped 12 pounds, did you say, or 14? 12. 12 one and a half sizes, yes, you have more fat to release, but you know it's happening, and you're just living the same. Aren't you right now, aren't you living the same lifestyle now that you would live if you were already at your goal weight? Yeah, that's the whole point. I don't want to do something that I have to undo later. Yeah, because in the past, you did get to your goal weight, but then you gained it back, didn't you? Yeah, which is even worse than, I mean, you feel fat so depressing mm -hmm. to feel like you blame yourself, you know, you say, it's my fault, like I got this wonderful thing and I blew it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're not doing that now. No. Excellent. For those of you who are listening to this and you want Peggy's results, you want struggle-free weight loss without deprivation, you want to be able to Live right now as you would be living if you were already at your goal weight. You want to be able to drop the fat and keep it off without it being a big drama or a big struggle. And being able to mainly, of course, we all have common sense, mainly eat healthy foods and be putting food in your mouth only when you're physically hungry. Stop when you're physically full, which means that the inner self diet will help you to end the emotional eating and the binge eating and the self-sabotage, the yo-yo dieting, put all of that behind you and just move forward to release the fat and keep it off. If you are someone who would love to be able to do Weight Watchers and have it work for you, then the inner self diet will help you do that. Or if there's some other, uh, maybe you want to go raw. You know, I've had clients who wanted to eat raw. I've had clients who just wanted to eat totally clean, get off all sugar. Whatever it is that you want to do, if you want it to be struggle-free and work, then the Inner Self Diet will give you those results. So if you would 
love to have these results. And you'd love to stop asking yourself, why am I so smart and I'm successful, but I've never succeeded with this weight thing? You know, what's wrong with me? You'd love to stop asking yourself that. Then go to www.discovery-session.com discovery-session.com and start there. Apply for a complimentary one-on-one -on -one call with me and you will discover on the call what's really been stopping you from losing weight for good and also what you can do about it. Peggy, congratulations on all of your successes. You have come so far. By doing this call today, did it help you to see how far you've come? Yes, it actually did. I was a little nervous to do it, but I, I thought, yeah, it helps me see that I'm really different than I was, and that's what I wanted, you know, because now I feel like I can have confidence that it's not going to go away or evaporate. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Peggy, and I know that you'll just keep going forward, and, and thank you so much for doing this call today, because I know that there will be those who are listening. In fact, you who's listening right now, you, the one who is very skeptical and you could totally relate to how Peggy used to be, you obviously need the Inner Self Diet. So start with the complimentary call, apply for that, go to discovery-session.com and get going because the someday diet will not get you permanent weight loss. It won't get you struggle-free weight loss, and you'll just always be in someday world. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh my gosh, you listened to Peggy's entire interview. You are something else, meaning that this shows that you really do believe that you are worth the effort to end your food and weight battles. Otherwise, you wouldn't have taken the time to get all the way to the end of this podcast and be hearing my voice right now. So congratulate yourself for that. All right? That's a big deal. Did you take any notes while you were listening to Peggy? I actually took notes when I was listening to her interview again. There's so many points that she highlighted there and that she talked about. It's uh, all I could say is this, okay? If your level of hope is not higher right now, the hope in yourself that you can break free of your own food and weight struggles, if your level of hope is not even a tiny bit higher after, after listening to Peggy and that whole interview, then there's something, something going on there with you that maybe you need to get therapy for, all right? Coaching and therapy are two different things things. And I am a professional permanent weight loss coach. I'm all about helping my clients get results. Now, if you're like the clients that I coach, the awesome people that I coach, then your level of hope did go up while you listened to Peggy. If you are serious about putting an end to your food and weight struggles, all right? If you're tired of listening to other people, and you can go listen to other people. For example, we brought up Dave in that interview, and Dave is also part of this special sub-series, Real Results of the Inner Self Diet. If you look in my podcast list and you search for 
lost 96 pounds without dieting, you'll find Dave's interview. He was part number three of this special sub-series of the JoLynn Braley Show, Real Results from the Inner Self Diet. So you can go listen to him. You can go listen to all the other people in this total series. If, uh, you know, you want to have even more proof that this is really possible, you know. It's not possible, though. It's not possible to get to the other side and move into struggle-free weight loss just by listening. You actually have to do, okay? Peggy did not get the results that you heard her talk about by just listening to me talk. She had to take action, and that's where the magic happens. Okay, does that make sense? If you want to do the same thing for yourself, head on over to www.discovery-session.com to fill out an application and get started with your first step towards struggle-free weight loss. Otherwise, you're welcome to come back for part number eight in this special sub-series of the JoLynn Braley Show, Real Results from the Inner Self Diet, and you can listen into that. Also, if you haven't listened to the introduction to this special sub-series, you can go do that also. You can start at the very beginning and start with the introduction, then listen to part one, then part two, part three, part four, part five, part six, and what you just listened to was part seven, Peggy's interview. This is part seven. All right. Hey, either way, I wish you your best life living inside of your ideal body.